Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. This is a podcast where we take your calls and we give you advice. Some fantastic, wonderful, honest advice that, um, you know, is ranging on a lot of topics. We talk about sex, relationships, friendships, family. Um, you know, we yell at you for leaving your house during the pandemic. And everything. And anything in between. So we are basing all of our own advice on our life experiences because, you know, contrary to what you may uh, be thinking, as you see 
Melissa, my amazing co-host, in uh, a cheetah print T-shirt and me in my unicorn <laughs> shirt. These people are not licensed professionals. No, not what? at all. You would you could have fucking fooled me. <laughs> we are giving our advice only from our own life experiences and we give advice like we would give advice to each other or we give advice to our friends. Mm-hmm. We are very honest, we're blunt, we're not about sugarcoating everything, but we're doing it for you. We're doing it out of love, tough love, Kate Gosling. Is Kate Gosling problematic? John and Kate plus eight, but the whole thing is tough she love. Problematic. I feel like the she is. The whole thing is problematic. The right? whole thing is problem. You're right. I mean, as a whole, it's problematic, and I think therefore I, she would probably fall under she, the problematic. Was she giving people advice? No, but she was about tough love. Was her thing? Oh, I. Well, I, don't I, think- I watched it like on and off. I never like just sat down. Yeah. And plowed oh, I through. was addicted. I don't know why. Also, you now are a I, child. Aren't you like the same age as her children? <laughs> the older ones. I was close to their age. Maddie. <laughs> I think she's a couple years younger than me. Um, but uh, yeah, we're giving all from our own uh, personal advice and our own life experiences. So we might be a little bit cunty, but we're cunty for the greater good. Cunts yes. for good. Yes. Cunts for good. I am your host, Megan Rinks, joined by my co-host and producer, the most fantastic, fabulous, and the person who literally makes this podcast run and is the glue, <laughs> Melissa DeMont. Oh, thank you, Megan. You are the glue. Without and you're the you, glitter. I, oh my God. I know that's a saying, but like, I do feel seen by that. <laughs> I feel very seen by that. I definitely think of myself as the accoutrements rather mm-hmm. than like the actual like protein or sustainability <laughs> thing. <laughs> the real sustenance. <laughs> um, and if you're noticing, hey, Megan, <laughs> you seem a little bit out of it. Um, I have really bad period cramps. If you've been around here for a while, um, suspected to have endometriosis. And we almost had to cancel this recording session today because I was dying, barfing, like losing my mind, As ripping my insides out. It's so sad. And I'm sorry I left- you have to go through it. Uh, I recorded a video on my phone. I like texted Moss because he was golfing. And I was like, dude, because this is what happens every month. I have horrible cramps. It's like the worst week ever. And then as soon as I feel better, I don't want to think about it anymore. So I like don't call to make an appointment with a new gynecologist. And like this, the past two months have been so, so supremely bad that I was like recorded a video on my phone. And I like to like tell myself, I was like, you are fucking going as soon as your period is over. As soon as you feel better, you are calling a gynecologist. And I texted bots and like said the exact same thing. So um, if you are watching this, I don't think you'll be able to pick up on listening it. But if you're watching this and I see on Patreon, (laughs) on Patreon. Hello, everybody. Um, You know, I might uh, look a little bit out of it. You know, medical marijuana is a great fucking thing. But um, when you have to have so much to like feel somewhat normal, if you look at my eyes and you're like, damn, is that bitch high? A little bit. And it's fine. It's legal. It's California. And I would like you to sit your judgmental asses down if you're passing judgment because (laughs) I'm passing clots. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All I have to say is I need you to remember who convinced you to go to the gynecologist the first time. Yeah. So you, why didn't you send me the video so that I could be the one to tell you to go to the doctor? Well, you're here right now. I so am here. you are here to hold me. Account- I mean, truly, what good I what like productive and like good things have I done that you haven't been involved in? Honestly, not much. <laughs> like, 
I really? mean, I think you survived the first like 23 years of your life. Survive. <laughs> no, but like if I think about even like you were one of the people who like convinced me to start wearing my hair natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. embracing my wavy hair there mm-hmm. you go every like literally everything like you're the Seizure. one who like is like oh so well, <laughs> save my fucking life <laughs> everything and in between i'm like okay i mean <laughs> when i'm like i have nothing to do i'm so stressed i hate my life and you're like hey this is a new project we're gonna do and i'm like mm-hmm. oh okay it's it's great between you and moss i'm like i just feel like i get shuffled around places and i love it <laughs> i love to be shuffled around <laughs> I'm like a deck of cards. If you guys want to call and leave a voicemail, you can leave a voicemail for us at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You need to make sure that your voicemail, voice memo, whatever you do is under three minutes long. So we suggest writing it down and then reading it out loud. You can time it that way. And it's also a great way to know if you are including all the right details. You can cut out any unnecessary things. And Add it things just, that are necessary. It's we. I mean, <laughs> it is a common theme in this podcast that there are calls where we are missing large chunks of things, and we have a lot of questions. And there's a lot of stuff that I didn't need to know. Like we usually do not need to know how big someone's dick is, unless, unless that is about like yeah, of them ruining or ruining your pussy in a good or bad way. Yes, that's the only time we need to know how big someone's dick is or how good they are in bed. Unless it's about sex, we don't really need to know it. Yeah. We don't need to, you don't need to justify it of why you're dating a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. But before we get into our calls, we have a live update. So let's hop on over. All <laughs> right. So this is from season five, episode 23. And I believe the title of the episode was the caller yes like, it was. oh my god what an honor I, know, I, was, I thought i was like because i had called in and then i saw that episode and i was like this has to be me <laughs> that must be such a cool feeling i don't know if we've, we've ever talked to someone i don't think i've ever even thought about that or talked to any like callers who have been like the title episode. Yeah. i was honored oh i would be too Thank you. <laughs> All right. So if you can give us a summary of your original call and then share your update. So essentially I had called in because I had hooked up with this guy and he was only the second person I'd had sex with. And for me, as the title said, I just have an overly sensitive button. And I just snot- snotted <laughs> as you said button. <laughs> That's what we had to censor it as. Yes, I loved it. And I'm like using it because it doesn't feel weird. So, and I think it's more of just like a, I know how I like it and guys aren't going to know that. So it really comes down to a communication thing, which is kind of what you guys had told me. And that's what I really needed to hear is like, this isn't like something to do with my body. It's something to do with like how I'm communicating with my partners. And the guy that I hooked up with is like a way better sexual partner as far as communication goes than my ex-boyfriend. And my ex-boyfriend just didn't communicate. (laughs) Was he the first? Was he your first? Yes. Yeah. And were, were you his first too? No. Okay. He just sucked. Okay. I mean, that's pretty common. Like, yeah. yeah, no, he was my first, but I wasn't his and he just wasn't great all around. <laughs> so yeah. So the whole smashing the patriarchy thing really, I think like is what drove me. Cause I was like, yes, 
this isn't just me. Like this is a whole expectation we have for women is just to like show up to the bedroom and do it. And however we get, that's how it is. And that's not how it should be. And so when I hooked up with this partner again, I was a bit more verbal and I felt really good. And when I called in for my update, I was just like hyped and I really wanted to share it with you guys. (gasps) Hell yes. Um, so how did you communicate with your new partner? Is it your boyfriend or a new hookup? No, he was just, a, it's just a friend. Even better. For- uh, yeah, even better. I think <laughs> I, I said better, but better. <laughs> <laughs> what you meant. So I, I don't know if you guys had like, maybe you guys did mention, I haven't listened to the calls since I called in and listened to the episode. Cause it like feels weird to listen to myself. Yeah. Um, but I think you guys might've mentioned like talking about it before, but like him and I just like, I just was like, we're not going to do that. So it was more like in the moment, I was just like, hey, don't do this. Do this. Try this. Wait, no, not that. This. So it was just kind of like correcting as it was happening. And he took it really well and was like, oh, okay, like, let me, let me do that. So that's what I did. And that's what I feel like I'll probably do with future partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's a little less awkward than being like, hey, by the way, like, when oh, we totally. get down to it. <laughs> Here are your notes before it happens. Again, <laughs> this is like, notes section. Right. So you, you don't no, get you a good send them a PowerPoint presentation yes. before it even happens. I'll do that right after we get off this call. <laughs> yeah. But the great thing is, though, is it only ever takes, like, if we talk about it specifically just like in heterosexual, like cis straight relationships, it only takes like the first person and usually like the girl in the relationship to like, or whoever hooking up with, like to give like the, Hey, this isn't really what works. And then this and this and this, Mm -hmm. and then that guy then will take that information if he's not an asshole. And like, well then every other partner he sleeps with is like, Hey, what are you into? What do you like? Because like, Oh, okay. It's not just like porn. I just like stick it in and it's all fucking great. (laughs) Like, it's just so much, so much better that way. And I I think it's also kind of like charity work. Like you're doing all of the other people that they'll sleep with a massive favor. Right. I think about all of the guys that I like never fucking corrected and just was like, yeah, I loved it. It was great. And I'm like, are you like 30 now? And like not making girls come like, (laughs) like, like you got to meet them. Like, when did you, learn that that was like not how this works or like how to like ask what your partner is into yeah and I think like with the guy that I hooked up with like I honestly feel like he knows what he's doing but like he doesn't have that like he hasn't made the full circle of like asking because he's just like oh I know and I'm like but if you ask then you'll Mm -hmm. actually know and then everyone will have a great time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also like we said in the original call no guys are afraid most guys aren't afraid of like if uh, giving you like a full blown seminar as you're sucking their dick of like being right. like in the like Harder. a whole tutorial like hey guys welcome back to my channel and yeah. you're like on, down <laughs> like they are not they're fine doing that usually and mm-hmm. so I'm like why is it not come on like we have to be able to do the exact same thing like exactly. and I think it's a little. I mean, I've never gone down on like a vagina before, but like as someone like who possesses a vagina, I'm like this is a little more confusing than there's like there's a lot of flaps and crevices and jiggles and holes <laughs> yeah you can't see you're going into like a cave mm-hmm. versus like a boulder i don't know what you're talking about all i always have a ring light right over my clit when yeah, guys are going down power planets in the sun yeah. <laughs> yes i could never I, you know like hand I, or like one of those things like when miners like, wear oh. the strap that goes around your head that has the stop. flashlight 
Stop. <laughs> like, really just take a look down there. Yeah. I brought light. Well, thank you so much for calling back. Yeah, and thank thanks so much for your original call. It was, I think it's such a important thing that like we don't talk about. And I mean, we talk about on the podcast, like a fuck ton sex and but stuff. Us but as women as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Like that's kind of why I had called in is because I like had a couple of friends where I was like, I feel comfortable like coming to you with this, but it's like one I knew didn't have this experience and two kind of is judgmental. So I was like, Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna call the podcast gals and I know that they'll know what to say. And you guys did. So oh, I really appreciate that. We love it. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. I'm so glad that you listen and all of that stuff. Thank you guys. So we're gonna get into the calls, but before we do that, if you are listening to this episode and you're like, yo, bitches, where is the video? You might not know. And this is us telling you that we have moved our videos over to Patreon under a $1 tier. So that's $1 for four videos, sometimes five mm-hmm. videos a if month. If there's five Mondays in a month, then you're getting five videos. For $1, mm-hmm. one singular dollar. And um, it would really, you know, make our lives if you went over to our Patreon. We also have other tiers. We've got a $5 tier if you would like to join in for live streams and other fun stuff like that. But the videos just for $1. Let's get into this. I'm calling because I have, I need some advice about my roommate. So last year, I'm a junior in college and last year we dormed together. So it was obviously one room and then we had communal bathrooms that we shared and we got along really well. So we decided to live together again this year. She's practically my best friend. So we have an apartment this year. We have a living room, one bedroom and a bathroom. It's just the two of us here. And she's been driving me absolutely crazy, um, which has never been a problem before. But I just feel like every move I make, she questions me. If we're both sitting on the couch and I get up to even go to the bathroom, she's like, oh, my God, where are you going? And are you going in the room? Are you doing homework somewhere else? Um, and every time I make food, I, it's just constant, like, hovering over me. Um, and what I'm doing constantly wants to know every little thing that I'm doing. And I hate that about living at home because I know, like, it comes from a good place, but my parents always do that to me at home. So that's why I was kind of looking forward to coming back to college and just being independent again. And when people hover over me like that, I just feel kind of claustrophobic. I feel uncomfortable. And I don't know how to nicely say to her that she's annoying the shit out of me. So, um, yeah, if you have any advice for me, and please let me know what you think I should do. Because I'm not a very confrontational person. I don't know if I said this yet, but I am a Libra. So, I don't like to confront people. And, yeah, thanks. Oi. I just want to start by saying what I always start saying when it's a roommate issue. Don't room with your friends ever, 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 because then you don't have that barrier of you being rude because you can just be rude yeah, and not ruin a friendship. I think there's like a certain kind of friend who can live together. Like, mm-hmm. I think that like it is either your absolute best friend sit like and you've been friends for a while like that's like more like when it's that type of best friend they're like your sibling at that exactly so you don't have to be on your best behavior around you can still be rude that's the thing Mm -hmm. it has to be like either you're so close and it is like your your sibling and you can be like say whatever and it's not rude because that's your relationship or like there's this weird thing of feeling like we like owe someone an explanation when we're like just friends we're not like Mm -hmm. so close to siblings and we're not just like friendly and roommates i mean this is hard because like there is 
I think she just might think you guys are closer than you are. And I think like she might, cause I, I would be, it's like if Sydney and I were hanging out and she just like got up and went, so I'm like, where are you going? Like, but, like but it, to the bathroom. I mean, I wouldn't ask, maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm like in such a weird, cause we haven't left our houses in so long. And I haven't seen anybody besides Mots that like, if Mots gets up and goes like, if he just like will rant, but it just depends on what he's doing. Like if he's cooking, I'm like, Oh, what are you making? Like, but I don't yeah, like walk that's... in there and I'm like, hi, hello. <laughs> but like, if he just like gets up, you're like, where are you going? What are you doing? You no, only do if he like is going downstairs. I'm like, what right. are you doing? Yeah, but it's not like, it's hey, not what are you doing? Thing. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I think it's just odd. Okay, so she said it's... Did she say they share a bedroom? Because she said one she bedroom. Did. I think she did. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, this just seems... Uh, like, not to get, like, psychoanalyzing your roommate, but I just... I mean, here's the thing. She's either just annoying... <laughs> Like as a person, like her personality is just like annoying and you didn't really notice it before. Um, or she's like an anxiously attached person and mm-hmm. is like, it, it's just an innate response to things that like, I like, I understand that. Like, that's something that like, I have to like work on, but, um, it, I, yeah, I've never really known that in like friendships. I usually know it more in like relationships as being like a thing. But if you guys are really close, and you consider her basically one of your best friends. You have to talk about this. Otherwise, like you're going to snap, you're going to bite her fucking head off. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard though, because literally like, what do you say? Here hey, we do. Role play. Right. Okay, great. You're being her. Cause like, I don't even I'm being know the what to say. Or the roommate. Yeah. The okay. caller. Because okay. I don't know what to say without being a cunt. Okay. Okay. So I'm getting up. I'm going to the bathroom. Hey, where are you going? I'm just going to the bathroom. Uh, you know, you don't have to ask me every time I get up. Like, we're in a pandemic. I'm either, like, going to class if I have to or I'm staying here in the apartment. I was just going to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I have an idea. This mm-hmm. is not me being that I broke character. Okay. But what if like when you're saying like, wh- like what it, it, I think that exactly like that is right. But then when you say that and it's like, hey, how about this? If I'm going somewhere or doing something like I'm going to, if I decide that I'm going to, like if you're doing something that is going to like affect, if you guys were watching a movie and you're done watching the movie, like, and you just get up and leave and just like, and then she's like, oh, is she going to the bathroom or is she not coming back? What if you say something along the lines of like, hey, but if we're watching a movie or we're doing something or if I was going to go just like if I change my mind with what I want to do, I'll let you know. But if I just get up and like go do something like I'm coming. Do you know what I mean? Like something where along the lines of like, because that's what I don't I like if you want to go do your homework somewhere else. This is the thing that I'm coming from. If I'm being the roommate. I think what you're what she's doing is super annoying. But if you guys are doing homework together on the dining room table and then you suddenly pack up all of your stuff and just go upstairs. How do you read that? That I'm done. Like, I just. Okay. Okay. But I'm not. I'm probably more like the caller. Totally. You might be more like the. And I'm just like, I'm done. I'm going to go upstairs. But would you say that? Probably not. Okay. So I think that maybe I guess. Well, no, because I think like I, depending on how close I felt with like the person, like I, if she has like gone from having some like not so great friendships or whatever, like she might be thinking like, oh, she like is upset with me and doesn't want to like, 
go do, she doesn't want to hang out with me anymore, something like that. That's what I would pick up from like, if you guys are watching a movie and you suddenly just get up and go upstairs and like, don't say anything and you don't come back down. Or if you're doing, if you're doing an activity together and then suddenly you just are like disappearing out, it's kind of like, oh, like, are we okay? Like, were we, like, are you annoyed or whatever? I could see that. But then the whole, like, she follows you into the kitchen to like, say, ask what you're making and doing all of that. That to me is that doesn't line up with, oh, I'm anxious about you or nervous that like our friendship, it like you're mad at me or something like that to me, it doesn't seem like that. So I would just say you, I would like maybe even not when it happens, like, because I think that, I mean, I would personally feel a little bit more uncomfortable doing it as it's happening. I would just say like, have us like either text her if you feel comfortable or like sit down with her and be like, Hey, I love living with you. I think you're so, so great. And like, we have so much fun. Um, I want to say that I don't think is your intention at all. But like when I get up and go do something and you ask me what I'm doing or I'm in the kitchen, you keep asking me, like I say this and like, I'm not trying to be a bitch at all, but like, it does kind of remind me of my mom. And like, I like love, like I like love our relationship and I like, like love being your roommate and that stuff. But I just would love if we can just kind of like be able to have like our own independent things that we're doing. And if there's something that, uh, involves you or affects you that I'm like going to go do or something. Or if we, if I have like frustrated with you or I have an issue with you, like just know that I will come to you with that. And so if you're checking in on me or like asking about this stuff, because you're worried if we're okay, like just know that we are, I will totally talk to you about it if we're not, but I would, um, just love to be able to kind of like, you know, live in the apartment and do everything that I want to do without like kind of giving you <laughs> It's like Massey Block in the clickbooks, which uh, she says something like, did I invite you to my barbecue, Claire? No. Then why are you all up in my grill? And then she says things like, I don't have to give you like a play by play. Like, what is this football? Like, I don't think you have to do something like that. What but is I think this? <laughs> it's some book. You, other people understand the clickbooks. It just made a whole generation of girls absolute cunts. Me and Jerry included. It's very much our thing. Um, but I think if you can just cover the base that maybe she might feel like anxious that you are upset with her or something and throw that in there, I think like and say like, hey, I'll talk to you if we do have a problem. But um, I think like, yeah, if you play it off and kind of like a teller, it kind of reminds you of your mom. Like, I think that's valid. Communication communication is key and you like her. So I don't think you're going to hurt her feelings uh, intentionally. And also her feelings on this subject, like this is a totally valid thing. Like if her feelings are hurt, that's not like, it's not your problem and it's not your responsibility to be and like take in that annoyance and just like, let it happen at, for the sake of like not making her feel like bad or uncomfortable because at the end of the day, it will just backfire and like right. you will snap. Absolutely snap. All right. Time for the next one. <gasps> Let's do it. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 23 years old and I am dating a 27 year old boy, man. Uh, what? So we've been dating for five years. We have a five month old together. It's our first child. Um, Recently, has been brought up to both of our attention is that um, we never thanked his aunt for a baby shower gift, which happened back in March, so six months ago. Um, 
and a baby. She, well, we never got a gift from her. So I'm a little confused on what she wants us to thank her for. Um, but I mean, we never demand gifts, no gifts, no problem. I mean, there's just no pressure to it. Um, anyway, the baby shower had some of my family, his mom, dad, and sister, and then majority of our friends and coworkers. Um, so one, she, you know, she wants a thank you card for not giving a gift. And she wants a thank you card for not attending. She never attended the baby shower. Um, so I'm a little confused on what she wants us to even thank her for. Yeah, I don't know. I want her, I want this to make sense. I don't, I, I don't understand anything. Um, but clearly, I mean, unless I'm overthinking this, the mom and the aunt, I think we're talking shit about me and the and my boyfriend because it's a six months later and she wants something that, I mean, shouldn't, like, doesn't deserve. I mean, <laughs> that's me. She didn't give a gift and she didn't attend. So she wants a thank you card for something. Um, her and I have never really been close. Him, my boyfriend and her have never been close. So... She's uh, really taking it to a new level. I mean, from never talking to now wanting something that I don't think that she should get. I don't know. It's a simple thank you card. So whatever. I can write some shit up and whatever. But it's just like the concept of it all. It's like we don't really know you and we don't know what we're thanking you for. Because you didn't do the two things that require a thank you card. I don't know. Whatever. Um, love you guys. Maybe I'm being dramatic and overthinking it, but um, love your input. Thanks, guys. Bye. If you're not watching the video, we're cracking up because this is this woman is so fucking dumb. Like, I know old bitches love a thank you card, like a handwritten thank you card, but like, you have to do what? something. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for having part of the baby's DNA. Like this reminds me of TikTok. You. you did this for what? Yeah, like I can't I, make stop it make laughing. sense. Somebody, please make it make <laughs> sense. Like the only logical thing, which to be fair, I don't even. When I'm gonna say what I say is not what I think actually happened. But the only logical explanation would be that like she did send a gift later on, mm. and you guys never got it. But I don't think that's what happened. Like I truly don't think. So even when people like send a gift, they still like say, hey, did you get it? Or like check the tracking. No, yeah, you would follow up with that. And like unless she's like so, so petty and like maybe she lives close by and like just dropped it off and like just assumed that like you guys like would know it was from her or something like that. Like even like when like you send flowers to like a funeral, like I like texted my like aunt and was like, hey, like hope or text my cousin. And I was like, hey, like if, if these don't come with like I put a thank you card, but if these don't come with it, like let me like and if they don't arrive let me know and like mm -hmm. i'll send something else blah 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 or you do it with like friends i mean sometimes i'll forget with like friends birthdays but then like with jerry's birthday but then she texts me and she goes this is from you i already know and i was like oh yeah shit forgot to like include that but 
I like, here's the thing. I think that it's like when you're saying like, oh yeah, I'll just like write the thing. Right. What are you going to write in it? That's what I'm like. That's what's holding me but back. I it's just not said, like the, thank you for breathing and thank you for having part <laughs> of the baby's DNA. That's what you write. Maybe you just sent her a greeting card. Thinking of you. Thinking of maybe you send her a thinking of you card with a picture of the baby. Yeah. Maybe you're like petty the though. Announcement. Oh yeah. That yeah, or maybe just, you're petty and you send a thinking of you card and you send a picture of the baby and say, really wish you could have attended the shower. Yes. Yes. Because like it is a little odd and like I don't even know when you said that like his sister, I mean uh her sister, like well, the mo- it was your- March too. Things were starting to get shut down. We don't know what was happening. Oh no, no, but I was gonna say if you think that they were talking shit about her, like what would they be talking shit about? I don't know. Like, are you close with like your like I- yeah i would ask because it seems like it's his mom's sister so ask your boyfriend to ask his mom and be like hey did she send a gift that we didn't get like if she's asking for because i'm assuming the reason why you know she wants a thank you gift is through his mom Mm -hmm. and so then i would have your boyfriend ask his mom again and be like hey you know we like looked over everything and like i don't we never i mean she didn't come to the shower but like we didn't get a gift from her like can you like did she send something that like might have gotten like lost in the mail like we obviously don't want to be rude but like mm-hmm. and then if she said oh no she didn't and then i would just have like this is your boyfriend's problem i have your boyfriend be like okay so what does she want to thank you card for right like hey, what it thank you for thanks know. for nothing bitch yeah like that's what i think like, thank you for nothing is literally what you would send. I'm dying though. This is like the epitome of a fucking boomer to me. Okay. Well, I think the consensus is um, have figure your boyfriend. Out. Yeah. Figure out that stuff and then decide if you want to be petty. And I think if you decide to be petty, also make sure your boyfriend is okay with that because it's, it is his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a um, thinking of you card, wish you could have attended our baby shower. Yeah. With a picture of a baby or just a drawing of the baby. <laughs> Or like you and the baby. Yeah. Or like you with just like the tip of the baby's head. With an emoji over the face. Mm -hmm. That would be so fucking funny. I die. I die. This is wild. If anyone has any similar stories like this, I would love to know. Because like this is just like, I don't know why this entertained me so fucking We were giggling I don't like know. <laughs> two little schoolgirls who were just told the funniest joke in the world. This is a joke. I can't remember the last time I laughed so hard. Like, this is just so fucking funny to me. Uh, And you're not being dramatic and you're not being any, like, I'm dead. It's iconic. Fucking insane. Um, Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to get into the rest of our calls. Okay, guys, we are back from our break and we're going to get to the rest of our calls. Hi, guys. How are you? Um, my name's I'm calling from Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Today's episode is brought to you by... A sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods, I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars. 
Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've we already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Um, but I wanted to like just ask for some advice, basically. So um, today, one of my friends sent me... <laughs> One of my friends was like, hey, do you follow your ex still? And I was like, no, obviously I don't. Um, and she sent me his post, and he posted that he's having a baby with um, the girl he always told me not to worry about. And we broke up, like, about a year ago. Um, and I knew he got back with her, this girl. Uh, they were dating before we dated, so she's his ex. Um, and I knew he got back with her, like, last fall um, because – we kind of had talked about getting back together and then I heard some things and confronted him and asked if they had gotten back together. And he said, yes. Um, so it's been like about a year now since all of that went down, but I'm still like finding myself very like confused and kind of like upset. Like, I don't really know. And I'm only 22. He's older, but I feel like I'm not at the age yet where I should be having to deal with like exes having kids and getting married and stuff like that. Um, and like, this is literally something I've never had to go through before. So I'm just kind of wondering if you have any advice for like what to do or how to feel. I know there's like literally nothing I can do, but like how to feel better and kind of move on. Um, it's just like having a fucking kid. That's insane to me. When like a year ago we were talking about getting back together so, um, yeah, I would love some advice or some like words of wisdom or something. If you've ever been through the same thing or, you know, just ways to cope and feel better. So thank you guys. I love you. And yeah, hope you guys are staying safe. Okay. Thanks. Bye. We're 100% staying safe. Thank you. We hope you're staying safe too. Yes. This um, is weird as fuck. But is it? No, but I would feel weird as fuck. Like, I would feel weird, but I think okay. So like the baby thing, and it it might not have been planned, or it was, but he told you not to worry about her. That right there is like yeah. key sign for worrying about somebody, or you should worry. But like, and he dated her before he dated you too. Yeah. Um, and then they got back together and you knew that they were together. So, um, I don't, you, I don't think you still have feelings for him, but it's just like the fact that he said one thing to you and now he has a baby by the person. Yeah. I mean, I think if you can reframe it as opposed to, cause I think that's exactly what it is. It's like mm -hmm. that feeling of being like, wow this whatever like this is what like you told me not to worry about this girl but like what if you try and reframe it like wow go me my intuition mm -hmm. is so right i knew and like mm -hmm. as like kudos to you as opposed to like a wow i can't believe he like lied to me it's like look how good look how fucking perceptive i am like right. i knew this is going to happen this is like a kudos to me that like my intuition is great and like when i'm in another relationship like i like have all this proof that I need to just trust my gut. And when there's like that, oh, the girl, he told me like not to worry about or whatever. If you truly stopped worrying about her, you would never think of her again. And you would have yep. never like in this situation, you wouldn't even remember that she was the girl to, like not to worry about. Like you kept that in the back of your mind, regardless if you were like, oh, okay, like I'm not, you still were like, you still were cognizant. You were still aware. It was, 
you kept that log in your brain and now it's kind of like here you go. Like you were right all along. And so I think if you can kind of re- try and reframe that in your mind um, as like a, yeah, again, as like a, a kudos for you versus like a knock on you for like dating someone who would do this to you. Because I think like this, like it definitely sucks. And I think I, especially being 22 um, and in the location where <laughs> we're going to bleep all of that out, but the location where you say that you live, Like, it's not really a thing that people are getting married super young and having babies Mm -hmm. super young and all of that. And I'm sure none of your friends are going through this. And so it is just kind of a, we call this, me and my friends, we call this weird mood. This is just a definition of like a weird mood. And it doesn't mean that you have feelings for him. And it doesn't mean that there's like all like this unrequited or something like really deep to it. It just is like, ugh, weird, like, stop, like, this is just fucking weird mood, and when something's weird mood, you just avoid it, and eventually you get over it, but, like, you don't, it's not even something to get over, it's something you acknowledge that it's fucking weird, but, like, it, it doesn't need to affect your life in this way at all, but it's, it's just a weird thing that happened that is fucking odd, and eventually, I'm sure your friends will be able to relate, like, and eventually, like, I don't have any friends. None of my exes are married, as far as I know. None of my exes are married or anything like that. But, like, you know, eventually when they do, I'm sure it will be weird. And, like, that will eventually happen with your friends. And then it's not, like, not only are you the only one with, like, an ex who, like, I mean, the, the ex who, like, recently moved on with his ex. But, like, now they're having a baby. I think I think eventually it'll just become more normal. It won't be less mm-hmm. weird, but I think it'll just become more normal. Yeah. But do you have any exes who have are I mean, married who have I'm kids? older than you and I'm from yeah. Arkansas. So like most of the people that I know are old are, are five are like kids, deep. kids. Some of them were like divorced on their second marriage. So like, yes, this is this is happened like it hasn't been like an ex went back to somebody um have you had one this before. recent not this recent in your life but like from the end of your relationship to someone getting with married mm, no i no there hasn't been anybody like that but there yeah. has been like it's nobody that i dated but somebody that like was with somebody else actually this free people <laughs> three people i can think of they weren't guys that i actually dated but there are guys that were dating with somebody and then uh-huh. told me like hey i like you i want to date you and i'm like no aren't you with blah, blah blah and they're like no it's just like casual but then like they're married to them now <laughs> three dudes dead yeah it's like my intuition was there I mm-hmm. didn't actually date him, but yeah, it's like when you know the the feelings there. It's weird, and I mean, like, moral of the story, like, trust no man. <laughs> like, there's just trust like, your gut, and you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like just because you didn't break up because you were sus about this girl doesn't mean that you didn't trust your gut, and it doesn't mean like that. Like he like bamboozled you or anything like that like we 
no, we have our gut feelings and then we're still allowed to like, we don't have to necessarily like act on what is the most obvious thing you would do with that gut feeling. Like it's just as fine to like be like, be okay with it for an extended period of time or like choose to believe someone, even though like your gut instinct is telling you something differently and like you keep that filed away. And Mm -hmm. now it's just like this moment of like, aha, you were right. Like I told you so kind of Mm -hmm. a thing. So yeah, I think you're just intuitive. And I think this can be uh, a really, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely a tool that she has now that she knows that she can yeah. tap into if she has a weird feeling in the future. And it's something that like, I think we've all been through somewhat of a situation where we have had a gut feeling and then we find out later that that was right or that was true. And like, regardless of the actions we did in between, like I know for me, I have to reframe that kind of stuff. And it's like, go me. I have a fucking superpower and I'm never going to not trust my gut again. Like Mm -hmm. I'm right. And this is like a, this is my superpower, but weird mood, weird mood, weird mood. And I would also just say, just mute him. You, you blocked him on social. And like, I would talk to your friend. I you would know. tell your friends, be like, hey, I don't like want to know. Like, but still, by the like, way. she, you know, you wouldn't, you would have wanted to know. Oh, like, no, if, totally. But ne- from now, now that you yeah. know, like, if your friend is like, hey, do you want to see like the baby shower pictures? Like, do you want to see, like, just say, no. like, hey, unless I ask, I don't want to see this. Or kind even of stuff. Cinema, just, thank you, Clark. Don't let me know. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Probably not guest since it's still coronavirus. I'm 25 years old and I'm calling because. Basically, I've been having some health issues that that I should really see um, a gynecologist about. But the thing is, I'm definitely afraid of the doctor. Every time I've gone to the doctor in the past and brought up an issue, I've just felt very belittled and brushed off. And so whenever I go to the doctor and feel the need to voice a concern about something, I just kind of shut down. Um, Which is odd for me because in work, in life, I usually don't have a problem with that kind of thing. But for some reason, just going into the doctor's office just makes me extremely nervous. And I'm finally on my own health insurance. So I feel like I should go to the doctor, get this issue taken care of. Um, But I just was looking for some advice about how to get over a fear of the doctor. I remember, Megan, you've talked a little bit about this before. And just what I should do to just sort of prepare myself um, so that I don't shut down or if a doctor is trying to push back against what I'm saying, how it can voice my concerns clearly. So if you have any advice for a 25-year-old afraid of the doctor, I would be really appreciative. So thank you so much. Megan, did you make this call a couple months ago and you're pretending to be somebody else (laughs) when you were 25? (laughs) Wow. I think I was 25 too when I went to the gynecologist for the first time. Was that two years ago? Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. This is me. This is still me. Yeah, it's still her. Um, Here's my tips. (laughs) Have friends that hold you accountable for going. Write down everything that you want to talk about with the doctor. Every single thing. Every question you have, everything you can think of, write it down. Have a notepad. Take it to the doctor. A lot of times doctors try to rush you through what's going on stop them and say no I have this to talk about you have to be firm remember this is your health like Mm -hmm. this is how you function throughout the day on a day-to-day basis so you have to think about like I'm not going to be functioning at my optimal 
capacity, my optimal health, if I'm not straightforward in telling this doctor exactly what is happening. And then if they start doubting you or saying like, no, then you tell them, you say, hi, um, I hear what you're saying, but can you make a note in my chart that you of what can you make an exact note of what I'm saying and you're refusing to treat me? That's perfect. 100%. Especially if you're, I don't know your ethnicity, but especially if you're a woman of color, because they do not take us seriously at the doctor's office. Which is, if you've never like dove into that as like uh, a white person listening to this, I would highly recommend you look into like the race disparity of like treatments in the medical field. Mm -hmm. I grew up with a parent who worked in that field. So I like learned that pretty young. And it's something that is I've had conversations with like my other white friends about it. And it's something that like is not commonly known. And it's like as a woman itself, it's something horrible. But then when you add being like, a person of color on top of that, it is very serious. I mean, I went years being told I have a um, lung condition and I went years with being told that I, it was just heartburn. It's just indigestion. Like you ate something spicy. That's what it was. And that's not what it was at all. It took me getting pneumonia to being able to being diagnosed when I had been telling doctors for years that something was wrong with me. It's, it's absolutely like insane. Like the, I think it's even like they've said that like, (laughs) there's some study study from Mm -hmm. like so fucking long ago that says like that black women don't have the same pain, don't have pain pain receptors at all. So it's like, oh, mm -hmm. like in how, like having like, it was a, and it was a study. It wasn't even done that long ago. I think it was done in 1997 and it's still currently being taught in medical school today. And the, it was like, maybe like, it was maybe like 20 women that were tested. So it's not even like brought, it's not a big study. Like there's no, real metal there should be no real medical backing to what has been said but yeah and it, it's and it's there's so many flaws in it and it's just like it's just absolute bullshit mm-hmm. and yeah so if you've not looked right into that i like really 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 would um especially as like a, a white woman understanding that as well um but so what i would say i mean when i went to the gynecologist for gynecologist for the first time at 25 i like definitely wrote everything down but like as soon as i started talking about like how much pain i was in all the time i was sobbing like just sobbing and i was lucky that i had a gynecologist who was really like kind and nice about it and was very much like this is not normal that's not how anyone should be feeling and like that's it's not okay and I read a ton of reviews about her bedside manner before I went. Um, and I would just do that in general with any doctor. I read a ton about... And even if you can't find out like, oh, they were really receptive to like my issues or whatever. Bedside manner is a great way to tell how they're kind of going to be. I personally would rather have uh, a doctor who has a menstrual cycle Mm-hmm. And uh, has or had a menstrual cycle, so they understand understand like what that kind of feeling is and like how that goes through. So uh, having a doctor who's never menstruated before, um, 
I find that personally, like just not something that I'm as comfortable talking with or not even that I don't trust them because they've never had one, but they don't necessarily understand like the stigma that comes around even to discussing them. And so I just, it's a lot easier, but, um, they're like, they were definitely like the, the gynecologist I went to was like, definitely like receptive to a lot of it, but like they're, there's like a threshold and there's kind of like a point and, like if I don't know what you're discussing, if you're discussing like endometriosis or P- PCOS, um, if you're discussing endometriosis, there is no and this is something that like I now when I'm looking into a new gynecologist, there is no point for me to go to a gynecologist unless I know that they perform or work with a team of surgeons who do laroscopic, lar- like lars- whatever you pronounce mm-hmm. it, unless they do the surgery, because it is something that is like essentially in a huge amount of the medical field, just kind of written off. And like there are doctors who perform incorrect surgeries. And like you, it, the, I think it's the one that you're supposed to do is cut it off. It's either there's one that's cut and burn one and burn, one. Yeah. And one you shouldn't do because it grows back fast mm-hmm. and the other one doesn't. Or there's some that think that you can diagnose it just with uh, an internal ultrasound and it's not true. So like the vetting that you can do beforehand, like my gynecologist is great, but like the solution was, which it usually is the game plan. It's like, okay, go on birth control. And then from there, we see where your pain is at and we manage your pain and we stop having you have like a, uh, Honestly, she didn't want me to have a cycle regularly because that stops the growing of it. And then we address from there where your pain level is at to like see if we should do surgery or something like that. And mine ended up stopping covered by my insurance and all like the birth control did. And then she left my insurance plan and all of that stuff. So but now what I'm doing is I've looked into I'm a part of a Facebook group called Nancy's Nook, which is endometriosis education. I learned about it through um, one of Sydney's friends had gotten the surgery and her and I have talked about it a lot. And Sydney was the one of the ones who told me when her roommate she was like hey i think you i think you have this like she just got diagnosed this she's getting the surgery she's getting the surgery to get diagnosed with this like i think you have it and then the last time i was there hanging out with him she was like dude i've known you since we were all in college like they went to college together she's like i you have this like we have the same periods so um that's like a great resource if endometriosis is what you're uh talking about and even if it's not if you like if it's some other condition i would look into facebook groups reddit posts and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff but the great thing about nancy's nook is they have these nook approved doctors and so they are doctors you don't have to advocate for they don't you don't have to like sell the point and like really go hard on everything because they know they believe you and they know and they are like approved doctors who do all of this kind of stuff and so if you're able to i found ones that uh then work in endometriosis specific clinics that are at hospitals that are gynecologists who then say specifically in their descriptions of what they do. And you can call the doctor ahead of time too and be like, hey, do you deal with this? And do you deal with this? And how, like, does this office recognize this? Blah, blah, blah. And do that vetting so you don't have to do all this emotional labor in the room and hold, like, handhold a doctor to listening to you because it is traumatizing and it makes it harder and harder to do that, like, moving forward and later on. So I think if you can do as much as much research as you can beforehand to ensure that this doctor is someone who has a good bedside manner, who treats what you want to get diagnosed for and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And then still go in with your notes and do all of that. But I just know that I like fully, fully relate to this. And I think that there's 
it is odd that I'm a very confrontational person and I'm like, will very much stand up for myself. But like in this kind of thing, like I don't like, I just don't. And I think like, I don't know. I don't know how much of that comes from like growing up being like a kid and like not like whatever, any sort of like psychological kind of reasoning that way. Or um, just in our healthcare system that like we're really taught that doctors know everything and doctor mm-hmm. and all of that, but we don't have universal healthcare. And like you said at the beginning, like doctors are trying to rush us through and they're over prescribing like opiates, all of these kind of things that we've there's this skepticism now that we have with medical professionals in like what they're valuing of our own healthcare and treating us. I mean, vaccinate your children, go to the doctor, all of that kind of stuff, but that we do our system is kind of built in a way where we kind of have to stay on top of these doctors to give us the treatment that we need and that we deserve. And the thing is like a lot of doctors are overworked. Oh yeah. They, they try, they, they have like so many patients that they have to see within a day. And these, just because of the way that our health system works, it's like the more patients that they see in a day, they have to keep up with what, is put mandated on them by the healthcare companies. And it's not, a lot of times it may not be specifically their fault. It's just like, I mean, I have this one friend that, and she's like, I can't keep up. And then she still comes home and still has to go through like all her notes and all her emails and things like that. Like she doesn't, she works so much and she tries to give her patients as much time as she can, but it's just literally impossible because of all the mandates that she has put on her. Mm-hmm. No, it's like our healthcare system is so broken mm-hmm. and it makes us have to do a lot, like as patients have to do a lot of legwork to get the care that we need. And it's not even like a knock on doctors. It's a knock on the some system doctors, in itself. Yeah. Yeah, Most some doctors, doctors, I would say, but there's other doctors that just don't listen. Yeah. Um, and I think like if you have a primary care physician, something that's made me feel a lot more like empowered and a lot more confident going into like finding a new gynecologist and like really like not that I need to necessarily stand up for myself when I go to one that like I've done all of this kind of prior vetting for but like on the off chance like my new primary care doctor is amazing and like Mm -hmm. I went in there a couple like last year or something and I was just like really fucking tired all the time and like just wasn't feeling great she did all this like blood work and stuff and then like everything came back normal and I was like okay and she goes no it's not okay like you still feel shitty like just because we didn't find it this time doesn't mean that like there's not something up and like and I was like well maybe it's on my head and she was like well that's okay then like let's talk about let's that figure like, that out because that could be something psychological that you can go to a shrink for so exactly yeah. and like she was very much like i kind of was like i was expecting like the rush me through like whatever everything's fine i'm healthy and so i guess i should feel fine and she's like well just because i didn't find anything wrong that doesn't mean that something's not wrong like i can't mm-hmm. search for everything all at one time and like we're going to rule these things out. We're going to figure this out because like, and I was like, well, I'm just tired. It won't kill me. And she's like, but it sucks. But it could. And yeah. It and could. she's like, and she's like, and if you are just a symptom of something else. Yeah. And she's like, and if you're just like not feeling your best, like, no, like I, like I, if I see all your blood work is normal, like my response is not going to be like, okay, you're fine. It's like, okay, well then we, we didn't look for the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those things that I was like, oh wow, you care. And like, you're not trying to like, brush this away or do anything like that and that was also really 
it, you get that kind of good remind like that. It's like when you have like terrible friends for all, and then you need a really good friend. You're like, Oh God, mm-hmm. there are good, there are good people out yeah. there still out there. Yeah. And so, and, and a lot of the times it may just like going, be going to your primary care physician and getting that referral, which yeah. can be like a bear in itself. But once you get the referral, the doctor that specializes in that one thing probably has a little bit more time where they can sit yeah. and talk to you. This is like I a couple years ago, I found a lump in my breast and um, I went to my primary care doctor and he was like, he touched it and he's like, oh, it's nothing like you don't have to worry about it. But I like demanded, I was like, no, I want to get this. He's like, you're young. And I was like, well, breast cancer runs in my family. I want to get this like checked out. So he gave me a referral, went to the lady. I forgot what kind of doctor she was, but she like sat there like she was so nice and so kind and took the time and she like examined me and did a scan or whatever. And then she was like, it's it's uh, not cancerous or anything. You probably just like it, you just have like lumpy breasts, which some mm-hmm. people have. And so she like talked to me about what that meant walk me through all that and she was like you know if it doesn't go away within a couple months then come back and we'll do another scan so you gotta fight you have it's sad that you have to Mm -hmm. fight but you have to stand up for yourself and if you go in and have that like hardcore mindset like that my health is important then you can get through it yeah and there's uh it sucks to say too, I would say also as much as you can do as much research as you can about a doctor that is covered by your insurance and the specialist who is, but then also know that depending on your quality of life, if you can't find a doctor, a specialist who is covered, um, there are some times where you can have like, you're paying out of pocket for a specific one, but then if you end up needing to get like surgery or a medication or something like that, that then becomes covered by your insurance. But the mm-hmm. original, like, that kind of thing. So I would just do as much research as you can. And I also have personally found I'm like a huge fan of ZocDoc normally. But when it comes to specialists and like for me finding a gynecologist, I ended up doing a whole login information for maybe everybody else has done this before. But like I got the login information for my health insurance plan and then was cross referencing it with like mm-hmm. local hospitals near here who have like endometriosis uh, uh, like units and all of that stuff with like a list of like approved doctors and all of that and then cross referencing and then finding people in this and like it took me a long ass fucking time and like involved like phone calls because not everything's like available online but uh it's you can find people that way too and yeah and and also one thing that you could do is have a friend go with you somebody (gasps) that you trust and they'll hold you accountable too yeah no that's like a very very good point i was thinking about that for uh the next time that i go i was like maybe i'll just either have you or mots go with me and then i'm like yeah you know you're like yeah no she's dying (laughs) it's not good it might be harder now because of covid and they're only letting like one person in at a time but yeah but you could have them on the phone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but sending you lots of well wishes um if it's involving cramps i definitely feel you today specifically well it's time for don't blame them now (gasps) Hell yeah. What is this from? So the original call was in season six, episode 14. And the gal that calls, she 
um, was a little bit upset because her boyfriend writes sad breakup songs about his exes. So here's somebody calling to share their experience. I'm curious. Hi, I'm calling in about uh, the caller from the August 31st episode who um, whose boyfriend was a songwriter. I uh, I called in once, but I realized that my thought process was like kind of all over the place and weird. So I wanted to, to sort of do it again in a way that made more sense. Um, so I'm also a songwriter. Uh, I'm a Cancer Sun and Aquarius Moon. So I basically just feel so much always, all the time. Um, and I know that for me, writing anything while I'm in the middle of feeling strongly about things is almost impossible. Like if I'm really, really sad about something, I try writing about it that day. I almost always end up with a worse product. Like it's not clear or it's whatever it is. Like the song ends up way worse if I'm writing on a day where I'm emotional about the thing I'm writing about. So I know that for me writing in hindsight, the way that it seems like uh, the cultist boyfriend was doing produces a better product. And so for that reason, like alone, I almost always write in hindsight. So I get where he's coming from. But at the same time, I never really talk to current partners about stuff. If, like, let's say I'm writing about an ex-boyfriend, I wouldn't tell a current boyfriend about it, especially if I'm writing a lot about that person, because because I can understand making a partner jealous. So I get where the caller's coming from, too. So I guess my opinion or my, like, uh, my thought process is just, I would, she was saying that she wanted to have like the open line of communication to talk about access with her boyfriend. So I think just making sure that line of communication is really open and, but also at the same time being able to say like, Hey, I feel like there's been a lot of this recently. Um, you're allowed to feel a lot. You're allowed to like think about stuff, but I don't necessarily want to hear it all the time. It's a super valid thing for her to say and do. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I totally get where he's coming from because I do the exact same thing. So, yeah, I think just opening that line of communication, I know that's the answer to like literally every question ever, but just making sure the communication is possible and that way of saying, hey, that's enough, I'm good, is also there because I think that that's a really, really important thing to have in that situation. That's it. Thanks. Is that your voice or is that a voice changer I think it's a voice changer app. If it's their normal voice, I'm like... You have to be a musician because I'm like the yeah. Everything it sounds like a Tracy Chapman. Well, yeah, I'm like the octaves. It's just like yeah. at the same. But if it is a voice changer app, I did look up um Canadian singers because you're definitely Canadian about. Uh, so it could be Avril Lavigne, Celine Dion, <laughs> Carly Rae Jepsen, Celine Dion, Alanis Morissette, Joni Mitchell, um, Sarah McLaughlin. It's not going to be Shania Twain because she definitely doesn't listen, even though yeah. she accidentally said that Kyle she was pro Trump. Would listen, um, one hundred percent gay icon. I mean, I think this is all. This all makes sense to me. Like how you would, if you're too emotional about, like it's kind of like you need the time to process. If you're too emotional, you're going to make like a worse product. But yeah, talking about with partners is a little odd. But I, I think everything should spot on. Yeah, spot fucking on. I would love to get an update from that original caller because, like, we too. also. As far as I know, we never had been linked to any songs. Oh, yeah. You were supposed to. I think. She, I, hold on. I think she actually messaged us, but they Did didn't she? send any songs. <gasps> oh, why? Well, we should. Look. I'll look. I'll look. I might be just making that up. No, but it sounds but yeah. right. <laughs> send us some songs. Send us some songs. We want to hear. That's really how we can tell. Yeah. 
Well, that's it for our episode, guys. We really hope you enjoyed. If you want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to listen ad-free, we're on Stitcher Premium. And if you want to watch the video version, head on over to Patreon. And if you want to support our Patreon in general, we would appreciate it so much. It's what helps. Um, there's no lights on in this room, but it's what helps keeps <laughs> the lights on. There's lots of light, lights on here. Exactly. There. There. It would Above. mean the absolute world to us. And it means that we can keep making this show for you. So mm -hmm. we've got the video version over there. We also have, we do like exclusive live streams and all that stuff, but it's, you know, supporting the current show yeah. to maintain the current show. <laughs> Cause Miss Rona has taken away ads ads. And, uh, this is not free to do. Mm -mm. So we would love if you did that. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our own individual socials are listed down below, including Twitter, which hit up Melissa on Twitter. It's a great time. Um, and the podcast on Instagram. We would love if you headed on over there. And if you are listening. Our Facebook group is officially reopened for you to join and we will have a link for it if you're not listening at this point here you go this is this is where it's at we are highly selective of people so you might not get in the first time you also might not get in the seventh time and we are also kicking people out periodically if they are not active and they're not posting so um yeah and it might seem harsh but we have as of already we've got like over 2000 members who are able to do that. And it's a great community for them. And if you don't fit in with that community, that's totally fine. It doesn't mean that like, you're not, we don't appreciate you and anything mm -hmm. like that. But there are some people who don't like to use Facebook a lot. Some people who don't really like to post and with their real picture and ask for advice and talk about their lives. And that's totally, totally fine. But we can't have people just consuming that content without participating because People share a lot of really sensitive stuff on there and we want to make sure that um, everybody's, I don't want to say like everybody's they're sharing being respected. Everybody should be yeah. respected. And it's nobody, it's like listening into someone's therapy session without ever telling someone that you're in the room. And mm -hmm. that's kind of not what we are about there. So um, yeah. And also one thing I will also say, if you don't like either of us or like you're kind of like, critical like you're not if you're an asshole or you don't like us i actually recently kicked somebody out because i like they dm'd me about something and i like scrolled back and they like sent me like a nasty fucking message a couple months ago and i was like bitch we're in the facebook group i'm fucking kicking you out like no like yeah if you're an asshole no and if you don't have our same like belief system or whatever also not like it's our group yeah go start your own group start your own group no no, no shade. sweat off our back Really don't mind at all, but this um, isn't for people that are hate following. No, this is for like minded people. And it's not even just who is it's like we've created this community of some people in our community really think a lot like us and have a lot of the same values and belief system, which is great. And then that's what this group is for. And we have 2000 people like that. So it's not just about, oh, you don't believe this. And I personally, as Megan, don't believe this. So you can't be in the group. I'm like, no, you're not going to fit in with like all these other people who are kind of on the same mm -hmm. page and you will get eaten alive by them. <laughs> if, you, if you say something, that's not 
not right. Um, but yeah, so excited for people to be able to join in the loveliness and may the odds be ever in your favor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for being here. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.